Right, welcome everybody to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Fultz, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris. Oh, I'm so happy to speak to you today. It's happening. It's happening. Castle of coming. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it's coming around really quickly, doesn't it? But, uh, I mean, before we get into that, I mean, we should step through the episode a little bit. So, what caught your eye from the opening? I'd miss that Kirsten and Carrington have genuinely agreed to disagree and sort of split. I, I I did see the conversation, but I didn't think it was completely off the table. But then, obviously, Kirsten's completely into Carrington. I don't, I don't know, Dave. Does he know Casser and Moore's coming and he's going to do the old classic? I'm splitting up with you now. See how the, the, the land lies with Castor and Moore, and then I'm going to get back to you afterwards because she's all in on him, and I didn't miss that. But anyway, sorry, I know I've jumped slightly. Let's talk about the eviction, which is at the start of the show. I predicted Trey and Lauren were going to go because they weren't really a couple, um, and that's pretty much what happened, wasn't it? You know, I, I, I think, Dave, and you've said this, so I'm not trying to steal your thunder, but you mentioned something about Lauren, and I think you've got a great argument. Yeah, I don't think she's had a fair crack of the whip. I mean, it does, it kind of frustrates me, but I guess it keeps things interesting as well. You're never quite sure what the exact eviction rules are going to be. You know, so the most unpopular couple goes, but then sometimes they'll say, oh, well, you can save one out of the two or, you know, the producers sort of mix it up a little bit, don't they? So it happened yeah. to be Lauren and Trey who were coupled up but, you know, they both individually got voted out. But I really don't think Lauren's had a fair crack of the whip. She basically, she got picked by Trey, you know, because he, uh, she was one of the last three, wasn't she? And then so yep. Trey had a roll of the dice. You know, he stood no chance with Rachel, no chance with Justine. He'd been friend-zoned with Justine already. Um, nor, I wouldn't say normally, quite often, Chris, what we see is when the new people come in, they get a vote, they, they get to pick, they can pick who, whoever they want, and then they're kind of saved from the eviction. Whereas Lauren, like I say, she ended up being picked. She didn't have a pick of her own. She got picked by Trey, but she was never into him. Uh, it was never going to work. So, yeah, I did feel like Kirsten's had her time. She's had a go, you know, she put all her eggs in the Carrington basket. He stuck her in the friend zone. So... For me, that was the wrong choice. And I'm not saying that because she's British. It's just genuinely, with her situation, I don't feel like she had a fair crack of the whip. No, I think you're right. I think Trey had flicked from everybody, Dave. I think that's probably the right decision for him to go. Uh, obviously, Justine pulled a flanker. But to be fair, Justine and Caleb, she, she was literally saying she loved him tonight. So... I'd missed that initial hookup, but she's well into him, and I think he is. And when he was talking, she absolutely melts. You know, he's talking about family, kids, everything. You're like, whoa. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they could be the surprise couple who make it more than anything because they just didn't see it coming. But yeah, I think you're right. And I mean, I know Lauren was a little bit uh, scorned at the end then. She said about, you just didn't give me a chance. 
I do also think, though, Dave, there is some gameplay going. It is a game show after all. We have to remember that. There's going to be some deception. But it was more keeping your friends in than anything, wasn't it? Again, like you say, yeah. it's not fucking Friends Island. I love that saying. I said it last episode. You put that in there in the first series we did. And it's true because too many people are like, well, it's you know, they don't, that's my friend. It's like, but that's not fucking what the show's about. It's 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 about creating love, about you, you actually trying to win the prize, take it, take the winnings home as a couple, whether you do or you don't. So, uh, yeah, interesting scenario. But but then then they end up sort of back together, and Carrington's like, well, you know, I've not closed the door on it completely, and I'm like, but I don't know what the hell is going on here. I I think, I honestly, I think Carrington's been a bit out of order there. He's made the decision. It's ultimately his call. He's just not that into it. Kirsten's completely into him. And even though she says, like, you know, okay, well, if someone new comes in, I'll, I'll entertain it and talk to them or whatever. She, her heart is with Carrington right now. And he kind of knows that. And so I, I think the onus is on him to, to do the backing off, whereas he's not. He's sort of quite happily, like, just, you know, keeping it, stringing her along a bit. I think he's being out of order, to be honest, and and he should just cut her loose because he's not interested. Yeah, I agree. I, th- I think that's I'm absolutely on the same page as you. I think he's coming across a bit of a dick, to be honest, Dave. Um, Speaking of which, can I just say this one thing? What right? me? You could have called no, me, a no, dick. not you. <laughs> not this time. <laughs> <laughs> that makes a change. Anyway, go on. <laughs> Freckles, right? I yep. don't know what it is, but he's winding me up. Because, right. again, for for similar reasons, he does not give a shit about Moira at all. And in a heart of hearts, Moira knows it. And I, I'm perplexed as to why they got in into the vote as the, you know, compatible couple. And then he's, but after it, you know, he's saying, oh, look, America says we're a compatible couple. I... Again, he's just—he does not care at all about Moira, and it just—I guess it just frustrates me that they're just coasting along there. Yeah, he's—he's he's one of them non-contestants, isn't he, Dave? He doesn't contribute anything. I mean, he tried to do a bit of dancing when he got a text, and what was what I tell you, what was obvious. This is the first time, genuinely, in watching all Love Island. I don't know if you picked up on it, but you know when he got the text. And we get the noise afterwards. Mm-hmm. He's obviously all put in. They haven't. He had his phone on silent because he went. Oh, and and Moira went. What, what, what was that? And then he went. <laughs> I've got a check. And I'm like, you're not supposed to say that, Moira. You're supposed to pretend that his phone is that loud and everyone knows it because. He, I know it sounds really pathetic then. This is just me being a Love Island aficionado, having watched it for so long. But she sort of broke the fourth wall there slightly. I'm like, don't ruin it, Moira. However, his dancing was horrendous. Guy's got a great body and all that. You can see that. But it was like, okay, maybe just stop. You know, his dad dancing was on a par with mine, Dave. But that, and that is fucking <laughs> At least he didn't put his knee out, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, I was, yeah. maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they are compatible because that just awkward <laughs> dancing technique <laughs> that they have. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It just, I, I, I certainly, I don't think either of them two should have stayed in. I don't think either of them two should have uh, survived the cut. 
No, I don't. I don't at all. I, I'm, I'm with you that. And I think they, to be honest, Dave, them two could be the next ones out of the villa. If Carrington and... See, see to be honest, so Dave, the sceptic in me says, has this, like I said, does Carrington know Casa Amor's coming? Because the Rio is down the same road as where the Cromwell is. So where yeah. they are, the side of like the Bellagio and stuff, there's a road that goes straight across theirs if you're going out. And, and it's about the third hotel along that road on the right-hand side. So they're not going to be able to see each other. And it looks lovely, Casa Amor. But the new guys, the new girls, Dave, oh, I can't wait. Because it wasn't done last year. Because they were in Fiji where it pissed it down, didn't it, the US one? So this is proper traditional Love Island. And I'm glad they've brought it in because it's going to be new to all the US audience. But anybody who's watched the UK, uh, I mean, they didn't do it in the Aussie one, did they? In the, did they do it in the second series, Dave? I'm not uh, sure they did. No, I don't think they did it in the second one. No, did they? they didn't. No, they didn't. So it's an English... Uh, if anyone's not watched the UK one, it's an English like um, game they bring in where they just split the whole house. So the guys go off with five new girls, or the girls and the girls go off with five new guys, and then it's a case of they can all recouple, and we get the lovely walk of shame, don't we? Where they come in and they could be with someone. Oh, it's yeah. amazing. But amazing. I love the I love the psychology to it as well, and you know certainly I think Connor and Mackenzie. And I did say, I think I'm going to be right on this one, Chris, because I did predict that they would at least make it to Casa Amor, and it looks like they will have done. Yeah. But I tell you what, if there is a couple that is ripe for splitting up, it, it is those two. But basically, as you said, the guys go off, and each person, like each half of the couple, if you like, is wondering, you know, are they... Are they going to be the ones who don't couple up with someone else? So, you know, if it's Mackenzie, she'd be thinking, well, I wonder if Connor's like, you know, getting snuggled up with some girl and, and I'm meanwhile batting off all these other, you know, hot guys and, and you know, I'm going to end up looking like a mug. It's like that um and ah and it's do I, do I recouple? And, you know, they go in, they all meet up back again, you know, in about a week's time or something. Uh, Oh, it's brilliant, Chris. It's, it's, it's it is the bit of Love Island I, I, I enjoy the most, I think. It is. I'm just checking, actually, as you were talking as well. It's called a Bomb Squad in Australia Season 2, but it wasn't Casa Amor. They just sent five new girls in and stuff, didn't they? So, oh, I yeah. Remember, so there were remember. no new guys, were there? I, no, I no. Now. Yeah, See, yeah, that, yeah. That's not as good. No, it wasn't as good, to be fair, was it? You know, we had a good old Owen there, didn't we, doing his bit for world peace and stuff, Dave, remember? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, no, but what I would say about Mackenzie, Dave, you may disagree with me here. I am warming to her a bit. I actually starting to think that it's Connor who's the bellend. I said it in the last episode. I don't like his attitude when they're talking because he never tells a fucking true story. Yeah. As, as Sam would say, he doesn't lie. He can't even lie bed in uh, lie, That's not right. He can't even lie straight in bed, let alone anything else. So I'll get it right. That's that's what I meant to say. But but she was right. What she was saying when she was having the discussion, she's like, I just can't work him out. When we're hot, we're hot and we're together. It's great. But I just can't. Reading, I think she may jump, Dave. And I know I yeah. called her out and I said she'll fuck him off and that. But I think the way this is going, he's only going to have himself to blame if he's genuinely into her. She, her head could be turned. And, and for once, I'm going to be with her on this and say, you know what? I don't think that's a problem, to be honest. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm completely with you on that. So if they split up, the problem is him. I, I, honestly, when, when there was a whole hashtag free Connor stuff, she was being out of order. But since that episode where she got called out, I don't really think she's done, she's put a foot wrong. 
you know, she realised she was being a bit overbearing, unless there's other bits that cut out, of course, we'll, we'll never know. But I, for me, she's kind of recalibrated her behaviour, you know, towards Connor. But Connor's still been sort of quite standoffish. And he's like, when she actually tries to ask him a, a decent question, he's like pausing and trying to give the diplomatic answer. And, and I, if I was on the receiving end of that, I'd be wondering, well, is that what you actually think? And, and she made quite a cutting uh, comment, didn't she, in, in the whole tie the knot game? Yeah. And she said, you know, I was looking for Connor to actually take the lead and, and tell us where to go, but he wasn't saying anything. Bit like our relationship. <laughs> oh, oh, nice burn. Nice burn. So I, I don't know. I, I think. I think he's fucking it up here. And I can't tell if it's because, you know, he's just naturally that laid back or, you know, he's still got his doubts. He's just not verbalizing them. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what it is. He he doesn't, he can't handle the confrontation and he he articulates himself. He's quite, not articulating poorly, but it's literally, he'll only reveal his hand at the very last second as if he really is backed into a corner and he's like, oh, fuck. Because Lauren, there was stuff there with Lauren. And like you said, Carrington and Lauren looked like there was something as well. So so I, I think with Connor, he, he, he's not a he's not a bad guy. He isn't a bad guy at all. But his indecisiveness and he and the fact that he doesn't want to be truthful to her is making him look bad in certain scenarios. And it might be because she's a bit pushy, because she is. She's very deep as a person, but I just don't think. This episode, she did anything. I'm sure next episode, I might be like, right, Connor, dump her. She's fucking crazy. But I don't think the last few episodes, she's done anything wrong. She's been quite grown up about it. She seems to have not been as crazy, for me personally, than what I've seen. The first week or so was just ridiculous from her. But I think as she's been in the house, more of a personality is coming out. So uh, I don't know. I don't know with that. I mean, have, do you see anything in any of the other relationships, Dave? I think everyone's getting a bit fed up with Sally and Johnny, if I'm honest. Yeah. Because they're so loved up. Yeah, but it's just they they talk about it all the time as well. I think it was Justine who called Sally out. She's just like, oh, God, I'm so sick of hearing it, you know? <laughs> so, I, I again, with Casa Amor coming up, I, I don't know if that needle is, is going to, you know, uh, become a big thing or not. So, I, I think Sally and Johnny will probably come out of that fairly unscathed, I think. Christ, yep. you, you know what Castor Amor does to people, you know, who knows? Um, but yeah, I, I just think the girls in particular are just getting a bit fed up of the Sally and Johnny thing and just just the fact that Sally in particular just shouts, shouts at the top of her lungs about it, you know, and I, I think, you know, for the other girls, they probably feel it's probably a little bit of jealousy as well, isn't it? It's just like, well, I'm fucking in a, you know, friendship couple or whatever, just fuck off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but again, when, when people are like that, people who are a bit jealous, then they can, you know, put a word in your ear and, you know, create a bit of doubt or, or something like that. But no, yeah. I think, I think Sally and Johnny are, are the strongest ones. Moira and Calvin, not bought into them at all. Um, doubt very much either of them, uh, will come through Casa more unscathed. Uh, Carrington and Kirsten, like I say, Carrington will will definitely be tempted by someone. Um, I, I think Kirsten maybe, but she might just have that glimmer of hope. Um, uh, Caleb, 
and Justine seem to be going from strength to strength. I, I don't really see any any issues with them. No, I don't. No, I don't. I think they're, they're going to be as strong as Johnny and Sally, to be honest, Dave. Yeah, the the only thing they haven't had is is the time together. But they mm. seem to be, you know, getting closer and closer, don't they? And and so I think they could come out of it unscathed as well. Uh, and I think that's it, isn't it? Am I missing anyone? No, that's it. I think I think what I would suggest, if anybody hasn't seen Casa Amor, the best part about it is when they've got to reunite with the villa <laughs> and they come in and everybody's there like a fucking meerkat, trying the hardest not to look up. But when you know that one of the couples has genuinely split up and that partner doesn't know, it's, I mean, look, personally for them must be horrible, but watching on TV <laughs> is fucking great. And I'm sorry to admit that, but it is. You know, I think two for me, I, and this may be because it was just the first Love Island that I'd seen, and certainly with, with Kesha and Moore, the two that come to my mind are Michael and Amber. You know, yeah. Amber had batted away any advances, and Michael come in, he'd been fucking loved up for practically the whole week. And fucking hell, he was like a little schoolboy, wasn't he? Just just about to get told off. Um, but the other one on, a, on the sweeter side was Molly May walking in and seeing Tommy you know, who's on his own and then she sort of broke down. Pretty much they were fake tears, but, you know, I, I was kind of bought in. It it was a bit emotional, that one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, to be fair. Um, yeah, it was. It was. And it, it, it also makes the show, Dave, because it gives you that little change of dynamics and people are not getting too comfortable. That's the whole point of this, isn't it? The temptation. It's like the, the uh, what was it, Adam and Eve or the apple sort of thing. It's like that, and it? it's the temptations there. You're going to go for it. So, uh, yeah, no, it's good. I mean, I remember you didn't watch it. There was the guy out of, oh, was it, he was out of a band and um, in the UK one, and he ended up kissing some girl in there, just like cop. But then he was like trying his hardest to, you know, get back with a sort of thing with the girl he'd left and stuff. Oh, he was proper <laughs> at the time. It was like, oh, you absolute bastard, because everyone loved him. But I can't remember his bloody name now. He was a great uh, character as well, really good guy, but it didn't work out for them, Dave. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. Good story, good story. With no, all right, thanks for that. Really. Yeah, great, great bit of podcasting there. That bloke, you knew that guy, you knew that thingy. Yeah, him. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, a bit of Ferris Bueller there. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, Dave. Right. Anyway, here we go. If you want to contact the show and tell me who that guy was, I'm just going to go offline and find out after this. At CD Reality Cast on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to email us, CD at gmail.com if you've got a chance, drop us a review, guys, in your podcast catching app. It just helps myself and Dave get out there to more people. And spread the word. If you are from around the world and you've got friends into Love Island, get them listening and get them listening to us and contributing to the show. So, Dave, great episode, and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye now. <laughs>